to the Upsiders podcast. My name's Victoria Jones and I'm in the business of empowering people to become successful business owners. Through this podcast, I want to equip you with the knowledge and inspiration needed to take your own business to the next level, build your brand and fast track your entrepreneurial journey. I'll be interviewing the world's most successful business leaders, innovators and influencers. We'll delve deep into how they kick-started their business, the tips they've learned along the way and reveal what it takes to succeed. I'm really excited to be interviewing Simone Mercer-Huggins today, a money and investment coach who helps women achieve financial freedom and get confident with money. I'm going to be chatting to Simone about taking control of your financial future. So big topics we're covering. Welcome, Simone. Great to have you on the show today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Uh, So getting started, I think, delving deep into money and Mm. lots of people um, freak out when you talk about money or Mm. ask how much you earn. I think it's a bit of a dirty word and a taboo subject for lots of people. It really is. It's almost like one of those... It's a bit like we almost talk about sex more than we talk about money, yeah. you know, and even in different parts of the world, wherever you are, you, you know, wherever you're tuning in from, even in the UK, I think they talk about it less. You know, Australia is a bit better, but even the US is not that, that great either when it comes to money. And I think that it has so much emotional charge behind it and it brings up so many feelings, whether it's guilt or shame or embarrassment or whatever it is we all have this emotional charge that we've learnt about growing up and also it can be related to things like you know power and control and your it I think a lot of people associate money with success as well and so it kind of means that we sort of shy away from it we don't talk about it and women do it less men are a bit better at it yeah, I notice men are a lot more upfront when it comes so, yes. to <laughs> talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they talk about their salaries more. They're kind of just a bit more, um, just a bit more comfortable around it as well. Um, yeah, why do you think, do you think women see it as like a vulgar thing that they shouldn't be talking about or? Yeah, I think, look, we are, we haven't evolved long enough really to kind of, if you think about it a hundred years ago, you know, we were still in the era where men went to work and women stayed at home and that was that was just normal. And it hasn't been that long, really, when we look at our history. So, you know, now women have their own bank accounts, whereas 50, 60 years ago, a woman couldn't open her own bank account. Like, you know, when you look at that, it's just like, that's not it's not been that long. So we're kind of, women, I think, are kind of playing a bit of a catch-up game in terms of getting comfortable with money and getting better at money as well. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's really empowering for women to mm. take control of their finances and, oh. and have that independence. It's so important. It's Completely. particularly, I know lots of women that are controlled by money mm-hmm. because they're not bringing it into the, mm. the family unit. And I think yeah. you know, having that financial independence um, gives you confidence really, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. And so have you always had a good relationship with money is it been something that you've fallen into or (laughs) no (laughs) No, not at all oh my goodness my story with money was not always great I I didn't grow up in a wealthy household you know I definitely came from uh, an upbringing where money was scarce you know love was abundant but money was scarce and I took on a lot of my parents beliefs around money and 
you know, what you do with it. And I got to a point where I was in my early 20s and I was $20,000 in credit card debt. Oh, wow. Um, And really nothing to show for it. It was just, you know, just stuff for the house and, you know, basically just outliving my, my income. And it kind of, I hit rock bottom, you know, at, at one point because it was just, I couldn't keep going. I'd maxed out my credit card. I didn't have anything else, anywhere else to go. And then I had to kind of ad- admit it, basically, admit it to my <laughs> to my mum uh, and like, you know, come out and tell her the story that actually I'm, I'm in this debt. I don't know what to do because like we're not taught money. In school. No, it's just not taught in school no, at all, no. is it? Like we spend twelve years in school and an extra three or four or five years, you know, doing getting a degree, which I did too, but none of it is covered, you know. And I did a business degree, and even then, <laughs> it's still not covered. So, no, I didn't. I didn't have a great relationship with money. I had a. It was like a love hate, you know. I was kind of scared of it. I didn't know what to do with it, and that was the turning point when I kind of you know, kind of hit rock bottom. And I'm sure that most people can kind of almost relate. You hit rock bottom in any area of your life and it, it makes you change. Yeah, um, it forces you to make changes, doesn't totally. it? And, and that's when things started to change. I got really serious about getting out of debt. I got really serious about managing my money. Um, and did you have a strategy? Like what was your yeah, plan to get I, out? Um, I, I did. So I had a... I was very fortunate that I learned how to manage my money at that point <laughs> uh, and get out of debt really quickly. I got a second job and really smashed the debt, just like completely get rid of it. Uh, I got, you know, super clear about giving my money purpose. So like having an allocation for my wants and having an allocation for my needs, like my bills and rent and having an allocation for still living my life, like still doing things I wanted to do in the future but also having an allocation to save and to pay off the, the debt that I was in. Yeah. And that was really the turning that transformed everything and that was the start of the journey to where I am now, really. And is that when you thought, I can help other people get out of this similar situation? And- <laughs> uh, well, that came later. <laughs> um, it came later. It was not until my late 20s that I discovered the stock market and what it meant to invest uh, and that was then that became a you know another quantum leap in terms of my money and my confidence and creating financial independence and creating financial freedom. So, and from that, that's kind of where a lot of people started to come to me. It's like, okay, you're doing something that a, a lot of people aren't. Show me how. And that's kind of how, yeah, how I started teaching and training people. And that's when you came up with the idea for Miss Wealthy. Yes. Yeah, Ms. Wealthy. Ms. Wealthy, yeah. yes. Um, it is a marriage, <laughs> a wealth <laughs> yeah. marriage, essentially, yes. So, so many, so many people, particularly women, were just asking me if they could, if I could show them, you know, how to get better at money, how to invest. And I started essentially just coaching friends and teaching friends and then it became friends of friends and then I, then I kind of looked at it and thought, okay, hold on. So I'm trained as a coach and I'm now a stock trader. So I completely, you know, shifted careers <laughs> at that point. And I was, so I was kind of looking at it and thinking, well, how do I marry these two together? So many people want this help. There is this massive gap in, in not understanding how to invest and that, that was how 
that was how my business was born, essentially. And women in particular, you wanted to help? Yeah, women specifically, because, like I said before, we're playing a bit of catch-up. A lot of men invest, and like we're in this market now where we're talking about the gender pay gap, but there's also a giant investing gap, meaning a lot of men invest, but there's a huge gap between the number of women that actually invest. So I'm really passionate about closing that gap and helping more women create financial independence and get really confident and comfortable with and proud of like what they're creating for their financial future. Because I think when it comes to the stock market and, you know, I definitely see it is a bit of a a boys club and... um, Totally. And I'm a bit scared, to be honest, Mm -hmm. of losing all my money yes. and I don't know if women probably have a slightly different risk profile to men when it comes to betting on the stock market yeah are there things that you t- can teach like according mm. to okay start small and see what results you get or stocks that are a sure bet I don't know if that yeah. you know <laughs> no that's okay quite... your feelings about it are very standard like most of the women that come to me are come from that place I'm scared I don't know much about it I don't know what to do I don't know how to get started and uh, women do invest different to men and a lot of a lot of the process in how I teach and train women is actually debunking all the myths and misconceptions about the stock market and what are some of those (laughs) or or like the biggest one that the biggest one is that it's really really risky on you and you'll lose all your money and it's just not true so if we look at like historic, you know, historically, the last 40, 50 years, for starters, the stock market is no more risky than the real, than real estate. Yeah. Second, it outperforms real estate. Uh, and when when I tell people that, it's, it's kind of like this massive shock. It's, it's almost like a disbelief. Like, no, how is that possible? I but think we're taught with a home. We're <laughs> we always are. taught with a home. It's... Yeah, I've just gone through that process of buying a house. Yeah. My husband, who does invest, was saying this is crazy because yeah. I can make more money on the stock market. Yeah. But I think a home is tied to yeah. a lot more emotional things, isn't it? it? Is. Security and safety. Yeah. And, and it's physical. So it's this tangible thing that you can touch and feel. And it, you know, therefore, you kind of almost think, well, it's real. So, you know, I have it. But, and so the stock market is you can't see it. Yeah. You know, it's just like, but it's just like money. You can't see money either. You know, if you hold up a note, sure, it's physical, but those numbers in your bank account when you log in online, that's not real either. <laughs> you know? It's true. It's a feeling you get, isn't it? When yeah. you see the numbers, you're like, oh, I feel, you know, I've got enough money to yeah. get by or to Absolutely. You know, keep building upon. Yeah. But we are sold this Australian dream, an American dream of having your own home. Like it's, it's we're sold this story from a very young age. I think that is shifting as well Mm. because I know I was chatting to a guy from Germany and he was saying that in Berlin now, um, most of, you know, his generation, our generation, you know, 30 to 40-year-olds are not buying homes. They're they're basically just keep renting and there's that whole, um, you know, shared economy where people are not buying cars that ownership isn't Mm -hmm. as as important Mm. it was to our parents generation so he's definitely seen yeah Yeah, more and more people renting and yeah and I guess that's where 
yeah, the stock market can come in for exactly. helping to build your wealth. Yeah, there's definitely a shift. You know, like, like I said, with the gender pay gap, women are starting to kind of wake up a bit more and go, hold on a minute, this isn't fair, this isn't right, and I can do it. And the thing that is incredible, that blows everyone away, is that women make better investors on the stock market than men. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure a few men listening yeah, no. um, would say, hang on a minute. Uh, yeah, oh. if you look at the numbers, the research, it's like proven time and time again that women are better. And why is that? What? Because we don't get caught up in our ego. Everyone has ego. I have ego. We all do. But men have it more and they kind of almost buy in more to their ego of thinking that actually they're really, really good uh, when sometimes the case is that they're not and also men are, are more prone to have a higher risk tolerance so they, they're happy to take on more risk uh, whereas women are kind of a bit, a bit more cautious about it they still take on risk but not to the extreme so they think more right less impulsive when it exactly. comes to yeah yeah exactly and so what would you say to someone listening that goes okay I'm, I'm intrigued to try it mm. Um, obviously come and see you yes. <laughs> um, but you know t- would you say sort of start small like start with um, some mm. stocks that are a bit more safe than others well so they're good questions and there are many more questions yeah <laughs> so you can you can start really small I wouldn't say don't start with anything less than a thousand dollars just because you you know you have to pay a broker fee and it's kind of starts becoming pointless if you start with with anything less than that uh but in terms of the stocks it it changes based on the individual and so i actually have a program i have an online course that teaches you exactly how to choose your investments based on you based on your goals your objectives based on your risk profile based on you know how much time you want to spend so it changes for each person uh and there's so much variety you know you can invest here you can invest overseas you can invest in plenty of different things you can even invest in real estate on the stock market right yeah so and would you say even now like that we're in a little bit of a um difficult time where there's talk of australia going to recession next Mm. year and um people tightening their purse strings would you say now is still a good time to be investing i I guess you can you know when the stock market drops you could potentially make a lot of money when you yeah um they say that in a bear market you can make (laughs) exactly a lot do you agree with that you would still say it's it's something that people should be considering uh look i think one of the best quotes i've ever heard is the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago and the second best time is now no one holds a crystal ball and i'd be lying if i said i did and if anyone tells you that they know exactly what's going to happen tomorrow or next year run away like they don't no one knows and we have been on a very incredible run streak for the last 10 years since the last crash in 2008 uh you know we had we the market didn't perform that amazingly last year maybe that was the correction maybe it's not what i do know is the the biggest mistake people make is trying to time the market so trying to get in when they think it's you know about to go up or not get in because they think it's about to crash. Uh, yeah, there's never a perfect time. A I perfect say it to time. people that want to start their own business and they're waiting for this yeah. perfect moment or yeah. waiting till their brand is perfect and it, it's never going to be perfect. Never. Much better to launch 
and then revise it based on feedback. Exactly. Than, yeah. You know, waiting. And I'm guilty of it too. Like, oh, this blog post isn't perfect yet. Yes. And then it never is. And then you find out it's been sitting in mm. your um, documents for the last month. And so no one's even read it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I think it's, you know, just start. And if you're worried about it, then start small. And then once you get more comfortable, then you can readjust based on, you know, major movements in the market. But the market does fluctuate up and down every day. And really the most important thing is just knowing that you're investing for the long term. If you're in it for a three or six month, you know, time period, it's not for you. You know, go and do something else. Yeah. But investing is for your long term future. Yeah. And I think the same with a business. When you start a business, it's really important. Do something that you're passionate about because that will be sustainable and it won't be something that you're passionate about for a few months and then you know lose interest in it's got to be you know a strong mission that drives yeah, you absolutely and did you find that starting because lots of people listening that want to start their own business mm. or have recently when you you know when did you take that leap of faith and go right I'm going out on my own <laughs> and and becoming a wealth coach uh, it was a leap of faith and it is definitely a leap of faith but it's the, been the most incredible journey so officially I only launched the business a year ago so I'm still a baby in business world. <laughs> um, but I started coaching years before that and I've been a stock trader for even more years before that. Uh, but yeah, it was a, I'm so passionate about helping women with their money and their wealth that it just became, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And I couldn't be, I couldn't be an employee anymore. You know, I just, I couldn't work for someone else. And I, I really couldn't stand sitting in another meeting or conference room with a group of men that were really like 95% men and, you know, two women in the finance world. Um, I just, it crushed my soul. So I had to go out and change that. And, you know, I think for anyone, you've got to be really passionate about what you do. Yeah. And you're enjoying it. So, you know, when Mm. we talk about wealth, I often think as well, like being rich is not just um, in terms of money, but being able to spend more time with people you love exactly being being able to have the freedom to travel and work abroad absolutely have you you found that as part of your business has been yeah really important absolutely yeah true true wealth is time really it's not about how you know how much money you have because if you don't have your health and your wealth then it really is pointless and so the objective like the end goal is to create financial independence and financial freedom so that you can buy back your time so you can choose to do what you want so that you know money is not a constraint and you can do whatever you want with your time so yeah that is that's why it's called my well my business is called Ms Wealthy because it's not just about the money yeah and what would you say to people that want to start, they have a side hustle that mm. isn't making money at the moment yeah, um, and a corporate job they don't like, mm. but they're, they're just, you know, at that crossroads, you know, do I have enough money to quit my job and yeah. get started? Would your advice be to go all in on your, <laughs> <laughs> on your passion project, turn it into a business, or would you have a sort of more considered approach of... Look, there are there are two schools of thought and I'm all about taking massive leaps of faith. I also am a big believer in making sure that you back yourself and have, you know, some money put away for a couple of months 
to ensure that you're going to be okay if you don't get those dollars in straight away because when you go out and go to your customers and future clients and go to serve them and you kind of interact with them if you're interacting with them from a place of being so scared about not having any money and needing to make that sale to put food on the table that will show through and you won't be genuine you'll be misaligned and that's just not a good place to be in and yeah you take things on because of money money like I know I've done it in the past with some jobs you're like well this isn't quite right but I know I can deliver and yeah. I need the money. You know, exactly. it's, you know, sometimes you have quieter months and yeah. so you take it on board, but it just often doesn't feel right or, you know, it doesn't th- feel no. authentic. Exactly. So. It's, it's better that you serve from a place of, yeah, exactly, or being authentic. And so you can either leverage your money and, you know, pay people to do certain things or you can leverage your time, so do it yourself. But so if you're in a corporate job, you know, leverage your money and pay people, you know, even if it's just a hundred or a couple of hundred dollars to go out and do whatever it is that is the next task on your list to get that next client, then leverage one of those things. Yeah. yeah. And I think a problem I see a lot with people starting their own business, and I know I had this when I started mine, is not valuing yourself. So yes. um, just the amount of things I used to do mm. for free that I now charge for. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> It's crazy. It makes me feel sick when I look back mm. and think, gosh, I used to do all this sort of consulting work really for yeah. for free. And yeah. Um, I, yeah, you just, I think it's really important to teach people from the outset. How can you value yourself? Yeah. How can you um, overcome? I mean, it's your own sort of self-worth, isn't it? It is. Do you teach people a lot about that mindset and yeah. overcoming those limiting self-beliefs? Yeah, I do. So I don't, uh, so I don't teach that in my investing boot camp. That's purely to invest in the stock market. But I do work with clients one-on-one. And, it, you know, I cover everything from getting out of debt, how to manage your money, how to create a financial future, how to come overcome your self-limiting beliefs around money, uh, even women in business and how to work out what to charge. And the biggest thing that stops everyone is a lack of self-worth and... I certainly know it. I came from it. I used to, I couldn't even hear the words, you are worthy. Like I, the first time I heard that, I think I was in my you know, mid-20s and I literally burst out crying because I just couldn't even just sit with that. And, you know, it took it, it's taken a long time to really get to a place where I'm really confident and sure of myself and sure of the results I get. But I think with business and when it comes to business you know really it's about the results that you can get for the people that you serve and the people you work with and as long as you're confident in that and you know that then that's what it's about it's about the value you give you know I I never I always tell people that your your wealth your net wealth is is not correlated with your self-worth like it's just we need to separate those two yeah yeah. But it should be, shouldn't it? You should, it should reflect, um, you know, I guess what you're earning in yes. your business should reflect the amount of work you put in. Or, And it doesn't always, does it? No. It's, and maybe that's because some people enjoy doing things and, and they don't actually want such a big financial reward. Yes. But um, I do think it's really important 
yeah to to work out sort of what you know working out what to charge and mm. you know often I see with guys they will be like oh yeah I'm totally worth yeah just charge <laughs> 20k a month for that yeah. um and doesn't think twice about mm. it whereas I was thinking oh no it's only worth 5k and maybe yeah. I think about the other person maybe they can't afford more than that and yeah start considering all these things uh-huh is there a way that you know in particular women can go right this is you know trying to see okay I'm going to charge something that feels uncomfortable for them yeah um what's a good way of getting around that sort of <laughs> limiting thought that I'm only worth x amount yeah um it's a really interesting one one of one of the biggest mistakes I see particularly women do is look at their market look at their competitors look at the price they're charging and then price slightly below that because they think that that might be competitive and therefore they'll get clients. It is the worst possible way to price yourself and your service or your product or whatever it is that you do. The best way is to price it based on the results and the value that you get for them. But the first step is really to ensure that you know exactly who you're serving because pricing comes second to who because... You know, if you get really clear about who they are, what they do, how much they earn, you know, what's the problem that you're solving. And when it comes to your pricing, I always say just start, you know, start with something that is just a little bit out of your comfort zone. So yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah. Point. Like whether it's whatever it is, $1,000 for your package for, you know, branding or whatever, whatever service you do. And then once you get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm really comfortable with that. Or you'll get to a point where you realize that you totally undersold yourself and you will never do that again because you spent, you know, 20 hours trying to do that one thing. So then the next time you charge, you'll be like, no, actually it's worth this. And it comes, it comes from experience and it comes from just starting putting out your price. Because if you take a quantum leap and go, I'm going to charge 20,000 instead of 1,000, There'll be a disconnect probably in your mind of really believing in yourself and that'll show through when you go to pitch your price. You know? yeah. So just go with something that you're just slightly uncomfortable with uh, and then you can grow from there. Yeah, because I think asking for money even and then when you're following up trying to chase money, mm. even that can be uncomfortable. <laughs> I remember being too scared to send an invoice to someone initially. Uh, I had done all the work and then I was like, oh, should I be sending this invoice mm. Which is crazy because, mm. of course, you should. You know, yeah. you've just, they've been really happy with the work. Why yeah. wouldn't you be, you know, it's paying for a service, isn't it? It is. Yeah, and it's it's paying for the result and the that you got them and the value that you gave them. And it's it, it's actually a disservice if you undercharge yourself because you're not serving, you're not helping, yourself, helping you. And it means that you'll burn out. You know, you'll completely burn out trying to serve 100 people at a lower price rather than get incredible results and really honour yourself and honour them because it comes down to whether you believe in, like, what you do, really. Yeah, and I think also I found when I've employed people to help with um, Mm. project work that, you know, then charging them out at a certain rate and then seeing, you think, well, hang on, I should look at, charging myself out at this hourly rate yes. and then building that into the cost too yeah but I think when it's your own business you're so 
excited that people mm. are actually paying you for your services yeah. and it's very different to a corporate job where you get your paycheck each month and yeah. you don't really have to think too much about cash flow no exactly and um I think cash flow is such an important one I know it was drummed into me when I started cash flow cash flow cash flow (laughs) is so important and it wasn't until you know have those months where you think oh gosh Mm. when am I going to get paid Mm -hmm. you know people um what do you think about with you know helping to manage cash flow I know that you um talk about budgeting and having different different accounts for different things can that really help with a business too absolutely so it's so important that you keep your business income and cash flow and revenue and profit and expenses completely separate to your personal finances like they need to be completely separate different you know different accounts different bank and really making sure that they don't mesh you know and most of the time when you start out particularly in the very beginning they do yeah <laughs> and you know, you know you're kind of working your way through it and that's okay uh but it's so important to separate because you need to have different accounts you know you need to put an amount away for tax and an amount away for you know ongoing expenses and you know an, an amount away then that goes to you and then creates is your personal income yeah so actually paying yourself a salary effectively exactly. yeah. each month exactly yeah and even if that's very small to start yeah. with it's at least then you see your business um or company account start yeah. to build up absolutely i it breaks my heart when i see women not paying themselves anything you know it's just even if you start small it really is it's incredibly symbolic because you can grow from there. It's, you know, it's about kind of putting that habit in first and then growing once you start growing as business. Yeah. yeah. And quite satisfying to see, you know, to yeah. be paying yourself as well. Yeah. And, and then once you, you know, if you pay yourself $10 or $100 for that month, you'll get to a point after a couple of months of going, hold on a minute, this is not right. It's <laughs> more than that. And, you know, it'll really kick you into gear to properly pay yourself. Yeah. yeah, and then when when sort of is the time you can look back and go, oh, I um, or the day that you reach financial freedom is that something that takes a while to build, or you know, when would you say is a point, or what's a how would you identify that someone has financial, financial freedom, freedom in their life? That difference, that that number is different for everyone. Um, you know, it depends on the life you want to live and how lavish you want to be you want your life to be or how much time you want to spend it's different for everyone I actually I teach women a a process of working that that number out Um, but the biggest ways to do it is to invest and and scale your business so as long as your business is systemized um, but they're the two ways that create financial freedom Uh, and you know I think that it's important to know that you don't need millions of dollars to be financially free you know, it means you might have a different lifestyle to a multimillionaire, but you don't need that much money to actually retire and live a comfortable life. Yeah. And, you know, success, it's like success means different things to different people, Absolutely. doesn't it? So yeah. I guess it's the same. Yeah. Like, you know, financially free for you might be you don't ever have to worry about your bills again. Or financially free might just be that, you know, you know you have enough money in the bank to to not worry about 
ordering Uber Eats. Like it, it's, it's different for everyone. And once you reach that point and you get comfortable at that level, you know, then it changes. And then you go, okay, what's my, what's my new financial Next freedom? Next goal. Number? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what about some businesses um, or business owners that might be listening, thinking about investment and, mm. and equity and giving away part of their business to to get more money into it have yeah. you had any experience with that or would you have any sort of insights into whether you think that's a good thing when it comes to uh so I haven't done it myself I have always it, it's all me so I've always just backed myself I think it's really up to the individual but there's nothing wrong with giving away 20% of your company you know for equity equity or even if it's just that mentorship because it's so important to get the coaching and get a system in place that you know is successful and works by someone that's done it before, has proven it, knows how, you know, knows how to achieve total success in growing and scaling a business. Like why wouldn't you model that? You know, yeah. that makes sense. We were talking about that before, weren't we, as having a mentor or yeah. coach is yeah. – um, is I've been to quite a lot of business courses over the past mm. um, year and that is something that gets yeah. drilled in again and again. Get yeah. a mentor uh, and a coach, mm-hmm. but particularly a mentor, someone that's trodden that path before you and Absolutely. has made all those mistakes and can teach you and guide you along the way. Yeah. It's, um, I think that support is so, so important. I know even you set up a mini um, mastermind with mm. a few girls and that yeah. was each week just other entrepreneurs it was really nice to just share yeah one our wins because you never celebrate your wins <laughs> we when don't do we no. and women are so bad at that yeah. yeah so um celebrating that and also just sharing some of the challenges and mm. and getting that help and support yeah is important. absolutely and just also you know it's it's celebrating yourself and what you've done it's getting the support getting that sense of community and also having the accountability and often it's just about kind of connection because entrepreneurship can be a lonely journey. Yeah, definitely. It really can be. Uh, So, yeah, having those people around you, even if it's a coach or a mastermind or a mentor or ideally all three, uh, they are certainly part of my success formula. I know that it works and it, it, it makes and it allows me to take quantum leaps in all parts of my life but especially business yeah I think the personal development is huge you know you throw yourself into running a business and you really have to develop as a person Mm -hmm. don't you especially overcoming these some of these things we're talking about yeah self-worth and self-belief yeah and um, I think all the help you can get is, is really important yeah because like why wouldn't you know I'm a big believer that your mindset and your belief system is at least 80% of everything you do. And if that's not working, if that part's not working, then you're constantly hitting roadblocks. And a coach helps, you know, a mentor helps you with that, a mastermind helps you with that. So, And what about your coaching, just, you know, wrapping up with the people that might want to come mm. and, you know... <laughs> invest in your boot camp yeah yeah so you you can come and work with me one-on-one individually and I have different maps you know based on where you are and what you need whether it's getting out of debt and managing your money whether it's you know learning to really get comfortable and learn learn about how to believe in yourself when it comes to you know your wealth whether it's learning how to charge like whatever it is I work with 
women one-on-one or you can learn how to invest in the stock market with my course as well and when you do that you also get put into a private group um, for ongoing support because women like women learn differently to men especially when it comes to investing and you know we want to talk about things and ask questions and just knowing that you have that handhold <laughs> there yeah <laughs> ongoing and ask questions yeah 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 so they're, they're the two ways at the moment that you can work with me Okay, great. And your handle is, your Instagram handle? It is Ms. Wealthy Official. Perfect. So, yeah, make sure you follow um, (laughs) Ms. Wealthy for tips and and tricks um, when it comes to your wealth. And just um, our final five uh, questions that we ask everyone that comes on the show. Okay. So, first word that comes to your head is usually the right one. (laughs) Okay. Um, Biggest challenge or hurdle that you've overcome? Ooh, self-worth. Daily habit that helps you stay motivated. Um, reconnect. It's oh, one word, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it can be. It can be a sentence. Uh, really setting an intention for the day. So, like being really clear about what I want out of that day and scheduling my day. Yeah, that's good advice yeah. for business owners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, advice to your younger self. Oh, believe in yourself because you were born worthy. A good habit or skill to develop in business? Having the ability to get back up after rejection. Yeah, resilience. Yeah, resilience. It's essential, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And um, lastly, finish this sentence. An influencer is dot, dot, dot. Oh. Someone that leads by example. Good ending. I like that. (laughs) Well, thanks everyone for listening. If you want to turn your business dreams into reality and become the go-to expert in your industry, then uh, sign up to our monthly newsletter and visit us at upsiders.co. We look forward to next time. Thank you, everyone.